Welcome to Sober Soapbox with Shanti, where we're going to talk recovery, healing and transformation and how that influences and affects daily life. If I think it, I'm going to say it and we're going to talk openly about it. Today I'm going to talk about my relationship with alcohol and how that's changed. I wanted to chat about this because I often get the response when I say, I don't drink anymore to people that know me and have known me in the past, whether well or from out and about. They say, but why? It never seemed like it was a problem. That sneaky, devious cunning thing that is alcohol. This response always makes me think and question myself, as alcohol always does, cheering for you on the sidelines, always there saying, one more, or you should have a drink to celebrate, or just one will be fine. Come on, you can do it. You'll be fine. It never goes away. The truth really, though, from the watered-down response that I do give is when I look back now, I can see the absolute demise in myself. Publicly, I'd held myself together for years, but towards the end of last year, all that fell apart. I had absolutely lost my light and soul by the end of last year. It was like something had sucked the life out of me. I couldn't see it when I was in it. I just couldn't. Had somebody told me that I had a problem, I would have most probably told them to fuck off. I was living on a diet of benzo, opioids, and alcohol. The days I wasn't drinking, I was using lorazepam, which took the desire to drink away. I know now that I became dependent on them because I knew that it was used for this. When I knew that I needed to take a break from the alcohol, taking them was a way of making me feel better that I wasn't drinking two or three days in a row. But the problem with these is they completely changed my moods. They changed the essence of who I was, and I often felt confused, more restless, and not myself if I took them for three days or more in a row. It definitely added to my depression. These were extremely mind-altering for me. I had major mood swings, and then when I wasn't taking those, I was numbing myself with alcohol, and not small amounts. I could drink for a rugby team, and there was no stopping me when I started. Anyone who knows me knows this very well. It was this constant seesaw over the last year and a half where if I was sober, I needed the benzos or I was otherwise drinking and not on them because you're not meant to mix the two. I had originally tried to have a drink or two on them before, but I would just fall asleep. But I really didn't feel the need to drink on them. But it is a recipe for disaster if you drink excessively, as I so learned when I hit my rock bottom. The timeline I look back at was that the drinking really ramped up during COVID. We had one of the harshest lockdowns in the world, and we were allowed to still buy alcohol. Now, I'm looking at this as the turning point for me because I've always been a big binge drinker, and there have been many red flag, self-sabotaging, absolutely destructive moments in my life where I should have sat back and been scared shitless of where I'd been, things that had happened, and it should have stopped me drinking, but it never did. I can count almost 10 life-altering bad, bad bad things that have happened to me that should have scared me beyond picking up a drink ever again. We talk about this cunning, baffling disease that is alcohol in our meetings, and I see it now because these were the moments where I should have said to myself, you need to stop drinking. This is not normal. You have a problem. But I never did. So 
So I specifically use COVID lockdowns as the turning point because this is where my drinking habits changed to start drinking consistently. During our lockdowns, we had nothing else to do. There was nothing happening. The whole country just shut down and our drinking habits escalated. We would start drinking every single afternoon and it got earlier and earlier. And I remember the one morning we started at 11 in the morning just because I ended up having to close my business that I'd been open for seven years. I built it from basically the ground up. When I bought it, I only ended up with a couple clients that stayed with me. And I'd fought tooth and nail for two years to get it up and running. I was newly immigrated to New Zealand. I loved being with people. I met so many amazing people through the salon. Some months I battled, especially in winter, but it was worth every day just to have this place to go to. But it became glaringly obvious that it wasn't going to survive the second lockdown and add a few other factors to that. And it was time to close the doors. In a sense, I really feel like I lost a massive part of my identity when that closed. I worked with two of my closest friends and it wasn't even like working. We just loved being together and every day was fun and happy. And I loved having my own separate space from home. Looking back, I feel this was lots of resentment brewing for me about having to close the doors. I always felt failure and felt like I had unjustly had to close them. But I internalized it all as I'd always done my whole life. I remember it manifested itself in an ugly way because I expected more from certain friends to be sad for me that I'd lost the special thing I'd worked so hard towards and that resentment did build. It was very hard to go back to the way life was pre-COVID when our lockdowns finished because when we went back to work, it was still very slow. So you were still maintaining that same lifestyle you had and I was keeping up with the almost daily drinking. I maintained working and originally was happy-go-lucky as I was, but I missed my salon and felt very hard done by that this had happened to me, even though I'd set up an amazing new space at home and all the clients I wanted to stay with me did. I felt the sadness grew. As time went on, I started losing interest in working. I started hating my monotonous job. I used to moan incessantly about it. The quality of my work changed. I had not exercised in almost two and a half years. I was just not present at all. I was there. I was working. I was showing up for my kids' things. I was getting them to places. I was spending time with them, but I was not really present in the moment. Everything I was doing just felt like a chore. I always made sure the kids were in bed before the real party started happening, but the truth when I look back is that I was rushing them to sleep so I could sadly carry on getting wasted or sit upstairs and drink alone most times, which was even sadder. I didn't realize my husband and I were just drifting apart. He used to shout at me all the time to come to bed that it was late. And if I would really got stuck into the booze, I'd only get there sometimes 1 a.m. after the wine had finished and I'd started on the vodka. And I never saw it was a problem because I was in this own little world of me where everything was okay in my head. But it really wasn't okay. It was actually pure chaos. I was just ignoring it all and numbing myself to everything. Self-isolation became a habit I tried to use for me to try heal to some degree because my body and my head was telling me that something was wrong with me and I just couldn't put a finger on what it was and I just carried on ignoring it as I had become accustomed to doing with absolutely everything in my life. I was on this monotonous roller coaster day in and day out. Everything, no matter how small, 
just was in the too hard basket. So I ignored it all. My life revolved around drinking plans or going out. I wasn't interested in working, but needed to because I needed the money. Didn't care when clients dropped off, but I actually desperately needed them. Never once did I think that the roller coaster of alcohol and pharmaceuticals were playing a part in my slow burn of destruction and that I was losing control of everything I was because I was still waking up working, getting to everything I needed to do, keeping up appearances most of the time, thinking it was amazing that somehow I drank like a sailor and was so proud of myself that I was a high-functioning alcoholic. Fuck's sake, what a ball of crap. What was I even telling myself? I laugh every time I think about that now. Something I clearly learned from growing up the child of an alcoholic. My father taught me to always get up and always show up, even after drinking an entire bottle of Bacardi. He never missed a day of work. Old school, some would say. Now I know, yep, old school, but an alcoholic. I hardly ever got bad hangovers, which didn't help the situation. And most of the time, I was ready to drink again by one o'clock the next afternoon. I disappeared more frequently, didn't answer messages for days sometimes when I was in a state in my head. This to me was my way of trying to cut out whatever it was and try to get a break for myself. I just couldn't deal with the smallest of things at all. It was crazy. I just ignored it. It would be all right. It would just go away. And if it disappeared altogether, it would be okay too. Less drama for me. Sinking deeper into this hole of isolation and loneliness. I came to learn through my meetings and counseling is that self-isolation was a common trait with alcoholics because I used alcohol as a crutch and it had taken hold of me physically and mentally. It had become easier to turn to drinking than face the world or any problems. I learned we choose to isolate because it becomes the more comfortable option for us. It allows us to feel more secure, even though the problem is growing and the situation is getting worse. And this made sense for me because I liked being in control. And this was my deluded grip on my own sanity and thinking this was the control I had. But how wrong I was because addiction thrives in isolation. I look back now and I see things I loosely tried to put into place for myself, thinking it would help me heal to some degree, but obviously nothing I was trying was working. I remember specifically that there was one situation I was trying badly to somehow remove myself from because it consumed most of my time and it always involved drinking. I just felt it had become negative and it was rubbing off me in a more negative way. And when you don't know how to stop yourself as it is and you have a problem and this is always the way you have coped by drinking, it's not ideal. Subconsciously, I obviously knew I needed a break from it. So I tried to back off in the only way I knew how, but disappearing for a bit, which turned into weeks. Well, that didn't work because I got called out, told that's not the way things are done, chastised that it's not the way a person behaves, laced with the PC way of making out that it was for my own good. I remember trying to defend myself a few times and just being solidly shut down and just not having the energy for it. The conflict was too much for me in this unknowing state I was in. You know, there's being held accountable and then there's just being steamrolled. And I feel like this had become the norm in this friendship and it was one that had made me uncomfortable from a few months in now that I look back with never being able to explain a different side from what she saw. And it always left me feeling bad about who I was. And I know now it was because I lacked clear boundaries. 
I felt like I was trapped at the same time I was just spiraling without knowing why. I was so weak and I couldn't explain or make decisions for myself. Everything just added to what was happening inside me that I couldn't understand and I had no idea how to explain it. I'd always been this in-control person and I liked it like that, but it was all unraveling around me quickly and that made me feel unhinged. I started getting resentful that it was always me organizing things, otherwise nothing would happen. Small, silly things that should not have even bothered me in the slightest started getting to me, compounding this chaos in my mind. I can look back and see now all of this in detail, but I also see how lost and sad I was and how weak I had become. I was always second-guessing my decisions I was trying to make, procrastinating about even the smallest things like ordering a meal, not being able to defend or protect myself properly and be solidly sure about what I'd said or done because it was blurry from the night before. And this made me doubt myself because I couldn't be confident in what had actually happened. I became great at cancelling plans and became unreliable. Another mechanism I was using trying to go into self-preservation mode. I didn't care about this because my mind told me it was okay to cancel because you needed to for yourself. But I never had the capacity to explain properly why and that frustrated people understandably. Should we talk about anxiety or anxiety as I only call it now because I just do not get anxiety anymore at all. It was completely alcohol related. Let's not even talk about the over the top expensive crap I started buying that couldn't be further from who I was to fill this hole. I've always liked nice things, but it was next level buying things I just knew I couldn't afford. I remember Jay calling me out about it the one day and saying, who are you? And this is so not the person I know. And I just fobbed him off as usual and try to justify these big purchases. I feel this is where I really started losing my way. I didn't care what anybody thought, and in my mind, if anyone, which included my husband, had a problem, they could all get lost. I had this overinflated ego, and my favorite line to him was always, I don't care what you think. I have lots of friends and lots of people that love me, as if that made me justify that I was important. I laugh when I think about that too now. Just this overinflated ego... Then there's that whole putting feelers out the next morning after a big night to be like, hey, so how good was last night? Good party, hey? And waiting for the replies of, yes, it was good. Or getting that bad message back, do you remember saying this and being like, oh, fuck. And then sitting with that shame all day, regardless whether it was good or bad. Incredibly, though, because this drinking culture is so accepted, we all accept this within the group because we know we may have been there or we could possibly be there and ultimately we have bonded through this type of behavior. And it's all amazing and great. And we overlook the small things, which to me now is just a cop out because it's basically just people standing by and watching this train wreck happen and not saying anything. And it's all okay when it's happening and then forgotten about. Well, that is until the wheel completely fall off with some people, some people being me. So back to the part where, yeah, sure, I didn't look like I had a problem to you, but you know what? It was what it did to me. I hear far worse rock bottom tales and stories that defy belief when I sit in those rooms, and I know that I was nowhere near some of them, but that does not make me any less able to tolerate or handle it or mean that I should and could still drink. 
Because the way I've gone through my life, it was a one-way ticket for me to where I ended up. And I've been in more than enough scary rock-bottom scenarios to learn I should have ditched this long time ago. I've learned more than anything, it is how it made me feel, how it took away my self-esteem, how it stole my voice when I stopped standing up for myself, how it stole my confidence, silently and slowly over the years, bit by bit, until in the end, it came in like a wrecking ball, and I didn't know what had hit me. I've learned alcohol gives you infinite patience for stupidity. Will I drink again? I never take that off the table. I don't put that pressure on myself anymore. Could I drink again? Yeah, sure I could. And could I possibly keep it under control? Who knows? But today, right now, I have no desire to try. It's something I tried so hard to control in the past, which was no fun. And when I didn't control it, it had dire consequences for me. These days, my response to people asking why I don't drink is that I'm taking time off from it. I've seen the dark side and I don't want to go back there. I like being sober. I'm starting to understand the relationship I had with alcohol and the whys that went with it. And with that knowledge, choosing I'm better working through the pain and then also better without it. I don't need it to be an interesting person. It dulled me. It dulled everything about me. Giving it up has helped me forgive myself for so much and especially forgive myself for all the unhealthy habits picked up when I was in survival mode. No drinking for me equals so much good thinking for me. I'm so confident in my decision of sober and I'm so confident in knowing who I am and this is the greatest place to be. I make sure every day I don't forget how it made me weak and who I became when I drank. And when I looked in the mirror, I didn't know or like the person that I saw at all. I love who I see now. I have confidence back. I am strong and I have such amazing boundaries that nothing will get through anymore that is not on my level. And I love that I feel like this and I don't want that taken away ever again. I used to love to try to control the things around me and now I only want to be in control of me. It's pretty amazing. It's been a journey so far and each day brings new things and I know that there's still so much to learn. I love the battles that have come my way lately. I almost embrace them now because I've learned and I learned so much from them and they have added to my character. What ended last year and started out as the worst year of my life has slowly but surely changed to one of the hardest but best years of my life. All of this possible through my recovery routines I practice daily, massive self-reflection, hard emotional accountability, changed habits, and all of these things are possible because I chose to walk this path sober. There's a wonderful term I learned through my meetings, just one of the very many I use on a daily basis in situations that are sent to test me, doing life on life's terms, and that means life is going to happen and life will show up. We need to accept it as it comes and not run from the reality, situation or problem. It may be unpleasant, unfair and painful, but it is what it is and it will pass. It's radical acceptance in all situations and accepting without judgment, which makes getting through the rough spots a lot easier. In the beginning, practicing this is hard, but like any other skill, the more you do it, the easier it becomes.
Once again, thanks for joining me and I'll be back next week, same time, same place. As always, feel free to share your stories or send your questions and thoughts through via email where I'll be happy to chat about them or answer any questions. You can connect with me on Instagram at Sober Soapbox and you can use my link tree to subscribe, connect or email or you can email me directly on SoberSoapbox at Yahoo.com. Views expressed in this podcast do not constitute advice or services. The thoughts and opinions are mine solely and should not be substituted as professional or medical advice.